Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Trisha Reynolds from Ducks in a Row. Thanks for joining us today, Trisha. Hi, Mike. How are you? Great, great. Good. This is going to be a good show. Yeah, I'm looking uh, forward to it. This is a live show today, so if any of our listeners have questions for Trisha, you can call in on 646-595-4916. We'll be able to screen the callers during the commercial breaks, Trisha. Uh, let me tell everyone about who's coming up on the show, and uh, then we'll get into some other stuff. Next week, we have a mystery guest on Friday. Uh-oh. Can't announce the name yet. It'll be a surprise, so everyone will have to tune in. Then, the following week, on April 4th, we're going to have Pat Longo from the Hamilton County Development Center. Great. And the following week, we're going to have Michael Lee from Proxy Marketing Solutions. That is a warehouse freight logistics company where he does uh, product pack and ship or other companies, mm. and he also has another company which sells a uh, testosterone enhancement pill, <laughs> and he's got a test. Wow, that'll be an interesting one to hear. Yeah. Uh, hear about. He left some Looking samples in the, in the training room. Okay. And then the, the next week we have Jeff Best from Fast Signs uh, over here in Eastgate. and I he's I also, know Jeff. You know Jeff? Yeah, I think so. I think I've met him a few times. Actually. Yeah, he's, he's had a screen printing company, which he relocated next to the franchise uh, Fast Science Company. Then the following week on April 25th, we're going to have Mike Ruhlman, uh, who's going to talk about current IT threats and especially the crypto locker virus, mm-hmm. uh, where they lock up all the files and demand the ransom. Oh, wow. That's terrible. We don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. Then on the 2nd of May, we're going to have Sue McParton with PWC Consulting Company. And we have a, a, a great guest scheduled for June 6th. I'll skip everyone in between. Joe Raver, the new president of Hildebrand. Wonderful. Yeah, so we have some good guests good coming up. Coming up here at Sandler, we have uh, two special events on next Monday, the 24th of March. We have from 1.30 to 3.30 the uh, why salespeople fail and what to do about it program. There's still time to make some uh, reservations for that. And then uh, that, tr- that program is appropriate for people who had no Sandler experience or training and would like to find out what Sandler is really all about. We have a second program co- in our bu- business builders series over at the Cloverland Country Club called Shortening Your Selling Cycle or Getting from a Hello to a Yes or a No. Mm-hmm. More quickly. That's going to be on Wednesday, April 2nd, over at Cloverland Country Club on the west side of town, 1.30 to, I'm sorry, 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m., and there is a $25 charge for lunch on that program. 
That sounds great. Yeah, that's a good program. And next Wednesday, the 26th of March, we have the cold call camp coming up. Uh, we've got probably more than half of the seats uh, reserved on that program. That's available for both Sandler clients and non-Sandler clients. Call uh, Brittany on 513-753-9400, extension 106. Mention you heard it all for the air, and she'll give you an instant $100 discount. Now, Trish, let me tell the folks a little bit more about you, and you can help me out as we okay, go through this. Okay, sounds good. Uh, you're the president and founder of Ducks in a Row, uh, or, or as it was originally called, Reynolds Business Solutions. Uh, she has had her best, Patricia, when working as a business catalyst for success. That's right. What year did you actually start the program? I started the business in 1994. Okay. Yes, while working full-time. So I was uh, working at Fidelity Investments, and I started the business on the side. Okay. It was exciting time. Okay. What did you do for Fidelity? I was in 401k benefits administration. Okay, something working with numbers. Yes, that's been ever since I was a, a wee one, if you will. Okay. She's learned what success means to her customers, and she's compassionate about helping them reach reach for success and achieve it. She has insights and solutions that help her customers grow their businesses. She helps small business owners identify and understand their operational and financial goals and which take which path to take and why. Now, that's really important. Yes, definitely. I have some clients that get their ducks in a row or become successful. They're successful, but some of the ducks have fallen out of the role, <laughs> and they need to nudge them back into right, place. Right. That, that, that happens in businesses over time. It yeah. happens with, uh, with growth it as does. well as unexpected bumps in the road, which could cause a up thrust and a, and a down chuck. Right, definitely. Which uh, are difficult for some businesses to handle. That's and true. making the, the tough business decisions is difficult to see what the correct solution is. Many people make the wrong solution guesses and pay the price long term. Right, right. Let's see. Tricia is a member of many local chambers of commerce. How, much, how many chambers are you a member of? I am a member of the Claremont Chamber and the Cincinnati Chamber. Okay, dual membership. Yes, dual okay. membership. That, that's right. That's what I've done. Yeah. And, and how many and That's how we met, that, actually. Yeah, first yeah. time. Yep. But, but that was many, many years ago. Yes, many. How many networking organizations are you a member of right now? Well, right now I'm actively in two big ones for women specific eWomen Network and 85 Broads. Those are ones, it's hard to find time to network, you know, so I'm members of just those right now. eWomen Network, that's the one that has a. Luncheon meeting. Once. Yes, luncheon and dinner once a month. Mm-hmm. So two events a month, and then a annual conference. It's a great, great event. There's men there too. Mm. It's just not for women. Oh. <laughs> just so you know. The e-business women. Yeah. Uh, one time I went to that one. <laughs> you were the only man. Uh, there were two guys there and about forty <laughs> women. Yeah. And, and, and they, they had booths set up where they were selling all kinds of multi-level yeah, products. Where there was. Yes. Yeah, I, I consider it a little chance for success. Yeah, but they seem to be having fun. Oh yeah. Tell us what you're doing in in the area of community service. Well, one of the things that I do volunteer usually a couple times a month. This time of the year, it's pretty busy, so it's slowed down a little. But with CityLink, which is an organization that helps people get out of poverty, and I work in their workforce development. Um, area where I mentor, I do mock interviews 
mm-hmm. for some people and help them do some job searching, kind of get them out of poverty and get them into a job that mm-hmm. can sustain their lives. So that's one active one that I'm involved with. And I'm on a neighborhood association board. I'm the treasurer. A couple other little things mm-hmm. here and there. Mm-hmm. Try to keep myself busy. You're a temporary treasurer, I understand, of the Huntington Beach Youth, Youth shelter. shelter. Yeah, that was out in California. That was in my early 20s. That was fun to do. You know, right. that was my first taste, actually, in bookkeeping. Really? I was running the books for that uh, youth shelter, and it kind of got me... That was back in the day when Quicken existed, not QuickBooks. It was really only Quicken and Lotus mm-hmm. and DOS, you know. It was oh, different I, I back then. It, yeah. And there were five and a quarter inch disks. Yes, exactly. Floppy disks. Yeah, floppy disks. That, that's right, that broke all the time. So <laughs> that's kind of what got me started, actually. Really? Yeah, yep, doing the, that bookkeeping on the side. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about how you started your company? It's the same company, Reynolds Solutions and Bucks in a Row. Bucks in a Row. You, you just Solutions. rebranded. Yes, that's correct. I rebranded about two years ago. So I started in 1994 while working full-time. I had a family, so I was kind of interested in the whole bookkeeping atmosphere and running a business and so Mm -hmm, forth. mm -hmm. So got my first client at that time, paying client, the youth shelter was not, but was a horse trainer in northern Kentucky. I was working full-time at Fidelity, and I was doing all his invoicing to his horse owners. He was Mm -hmm. a trainer, and kind of got my feet wet and realized that I had such a passion for helping him become successful. And then I got another client. And next thing you know, my passion started overtaking uh, my day-to-day work at Fidelity. I love that company, an amazing company. Mm -hmm. And it got me where I am today, obviously. But realized soon that I wanted to start my own business. I, you know, reeled in a couple family members to help me subsidize my income for Mm -hmm. about six to nine months and quit my job on a whim, started my business, and I have a very supportive family. So it was wonderful. And I really started my business going door-to-door, knocking on business owners in the Claremont County area. I was in the Claremont Sun. Mm -hmm. I had an article on that. And, you know, asking them if they needed bookkeeping help. And it was amazing to see the number of business owners that really needed that help. You know, even if it was just a contractor that he, you know, worked on concrete all day. As opposed to a um, meeting an accountant, the CPA. Exactly, exactly. So as that middle person. Mm -hmm. And actually a lot of my referrals were from CPAs. And once I connected with a few CPAs here in Claremont County, they kept throwing me clients. And Do you actually do work outside of the Cincinnati area? Yes. Yes, I do have some virtual clients right now. Just so if a we had a, a client that needed your help, say, in the Grove City area. Oh, yes, most definitely. Yeah, yes. I, I hope Jonathan is listening. <laughs> Hi, Jonathan. <laughs> yes, I definitely do. We do. Um, I have traveled to Lexington and Columbus area to do work on site. Plus, we do everything on the cloud right now. I have a remote server mm-hmm. that where all our uh, QuickBooks, I'm a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, so that's what I specialize in. However, we do work with other client accounting systems. You, can, you help people convert from whatever system they, uh, they have now, from paper and pencil to yes. QuickBooks? Yes, from shoebox to QuickBooks, you mm-hmm. name it. 
from Excel, from their actually, you know, from their back pocket. I have had new clients that walk in with a checkbook and just set it down and just say, help me. And we love helping them because they don't know how much money they're making. They don't know where the money's going to come from next or how much they've been spending the past year or months. They might have cash in their pocket, but they don't know how they got it, mm-hmm. how to get more, and so forth. So those are the kind of clients that are ideal for us, that we love helping. Uh, one of the things that over the years that my passion is built around helping others succeed. And you know, when I witness my client's business growing, it really is very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so how many people do you actually have in the company now? Right now I have five other people besides myself. Okay. Um, and some work part-time, and we've got two full-time and looking to add all the time. So Good. Again, Trisha has agreed to answer questions. If you have any questions, you can call them on 646-595-4916. We will uh, take those calls during the commercial breaks. We're going to start with a commercial about Tip Club. Tip Club is the networking group that that I sponsor here in Cincinnati. We meet usually one Thursday a month, the third Thursday of the month. But because this is a five-week month, we're going to meet next week on the 27th. That's Thursday from 7.30 a.m. sharp to 9 a.m. sharp. Yes, early risers. That's good. We we already have about uh, 25 people registered. We'll probably get someplace between 30 and 50 people. That's great. Good. Let's hear from Jimmy Fox uh, from Tip Club. Hi, I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat, please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab at the top of the page. Then, just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Trish Reynolds from Ducks in a Row. I know you like to be called Trisha. That's okay. I like Trish, too. Okay. Yeah, you know me. 
So, Trish, why don't you tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you after the show? Okay, great, Mike. Uh, they can reach us at info at ducksinarow.com or visit our website at www.ducksinarow.com. You can also call us at 877-851-9270. Good. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners how you go to market? Well, fortunately, over the years, our growth has been due to referrals and those types of leads. Um, right now, we're kind of in a ramp-up stage where prospects, we're looking for prospects all over. Right now, we're on social media. Um, the strategy really is to grow the Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky area and then hopefully to grow, or we will be growing, Lexington, Columbus, and um, Indianapolis. We've already reserved the names in Kentucky and Indiana. So our go-to-market strategy is really going to be to go national at some point. What is the name? Ducks in a row, the business name. Yeah. Oh, you reserved it with the Secretary of yes. State. I yeah. thought you were creating different websites. Nope, same website. Good. Okay. Yeah, different locations is the ultimate so strategy. is this going to be a, a, a franchise or a series of company-owned stores? Not sure yet. Mm -hmm. Still working on that strategy. We can talk about that all the yeah, time. Yeah, definitely. It's always an interesting problem for, it for is. new businesses. It is. Although your business isn't a new business, you'd have to say you're an established business. That is expanding. Expanding, that's correct. Cool. Yeah. We wouldn't want you to replicate the mistakes that, uh, that Dave Sandler made. <laughs> uh, why do you think people buy from you? Um, really, one of the the reasons that I hear most from people after they've already bought is is that they needed the reassur reassurance that their accounting systems were in place. They knew how much money they were making in their business and how successful they could become. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's hard to run a business these days. And, you know, bookkeeping is one of the things that we can take off that business owner's plate by putting someone in that place to manage their invoicing, paying their bills, getting paid. A lot of clients actually that we've run, excuse me, a lot of clients that we've run into over the years don't even get paid. They lose money a lot because they don't invoice, because mm -hmm. they don't have the time. They don't get paid. You know, they might do a landscaping job in the fall and forget to invoice it until the spring. And do you think that cu customer really wants to pay it when now they have weeds? Well, they even remember that it was yes, gone. Yes, exactly. So what we do is we like to take and alleviate the stress of running your business and allow you to get out there and really, truly run your business. You brought up a subject that uh, I've seen happen several times here in, uh, in Cincinnati where companies were injured by, uh, let's say, less than honest chief financial officers mm -hmm. or accounting personnel who uh, embezzle funds out of the company. How does an owner of a small business uh, appropriately protect him or herself from that without actually sitting down and doing the tedious tasks of invoicing accounts receivable? That's a great question, Mike, because I have had clients in the past who have had either secretaries or bookkeepers that have stolen from them. And one of the ways that I recommend that most business owners protect themselves is to, not, to have some checks and balances in place. They should be looking at their own bank account. 
they their business bank accounts and reviewing it on occasion. So but if they don't on have paper or on paper online. both both. Oh. Um, I do. I recommend that um, you know they might not have the time. So if they don't, they need a trusted advisor to double check that. Um, usually having a CPA and a bookkeeper team together, someone to check, they kind of check each other. Uh, we have worked with a number of CPAs here, actually nationally, that oversee our bookkeeping work. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how sometimes even just category mistakes have been made. Um, but when it comes to theft, that's probably one of the biggest things I can recommend is to have someone else looking at their books. Um, so I have one bookkeeper and have an accountant look at Exactly. On occasion, you know, obviously if you're, you have, if your gut is telling you that somebody might be stealing from you, it's likely that they are. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed over the years and I recommend to a lot of people is to really listen to your intuition. If your gut is uncomfortable with someone who's running your bookkeeping, doing your payroll, if you're feeling uncomfortable with that person, there's likely a reason why. And that's why bringing in someone like uh, someone from Ducks in a Row, we can kind of assess the situation and we can either make you feel more comfortable by saying, no, you know, uh, Sally is doing a great job. I think she's just not communicating clearly to you and that's the the problem. Um, Or otherwise I can say, you know, Sally's doing a terrible job and we need to put someone else in her place or train someone to take over the role or there's theft involved or what have you. Mm Mm-hmm. What's the most frequent uh, trouble spot in that area? As far as? Is it a chief financial officer uh, taking small sums or? Well, fortunately, I've only had a couple cases. I've only had a couple cases. Petty cash isn't that prominent anymore. uh, That's really not. Most companies don't have petty cash because of credit cards and debits. And, you know, they, they just give somebody a credit card. But uh, really, I, I've been fortunate that I haven't seen a lot of theft, even in my 20 years of experience. But when I have, what I witnessed was actually forgery. Um, people signing checks. With technology, it's, it's a good and a bad thing. You have a accounting software system that is easily changeable. Mm-hmm. So someone can go in and actually change. They might print a check to Mike Roth, mm-hmm. but they can turn around and change it to Becker Electric Supply or some other supply company, whatever, to make it look like they actually wrote a check for supplies. But in reality, they wrote a check to Mike, and Mike just cashed the check. And the owner might not even know if they're only looking at the accounting software system. But if they're looking online and they look at that check and they look or they have a CPA or a bookkeeper, someone outside of the operations checking it out, then they might catch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you work in both for-profit and non-profit companies? Yes, I definitely do. Yes. I, uh, I love working for non-profit companies. Um, I have a small discount on our rates for mm-hmm. non-profits, which is, I think, helpful to them. Um, but we definitely still charge for our services. I've done you know, some pro bono work over the years. But... Uh, but yeah, I love working for nonprofits. Kind of gives you a passion behind your, or a purpose behind your passion. When you go to market, what do you tell people your unique marketing advantage is? Our unique marketing advantage is that you're not getting a temporary accounting person or temporary bookkeeper. You're getting an experienced professional that knows how to run a business, 
or at least has enough experience running businesses. Most of my bookkeepers, in fact, all of my bookkeepers are highly experienced. Um, they're already certified and trained. We do assessment exams. They're trustworthy. They're background checked. Um, so you, you do a full criminal yes. drug screen? Yes. Not a drug screen yet. As I grow, I think that's I need to implement that. But we've got five people. I know most of them so well that I would know if they were on drugs. I think I would know. Well, but good advice, though. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> That's really good advice. Hey. You never know. When I went right? to college, people weren't on drugs. So right. Well, I would probably recommend that for my clients. Mm -hmm. So I, sometimes I have to listen to my own advice. I, I recommend it for yeah. everybody. Yes. Uh, Got to do those random drug tests. Definitely. Uh, let me ask you one more uh, question before we uh, go to break. Uh, and again, we'll be taking calls during the break. If anyone wants to call in, the number is 646-595-4916. Tricia, what do you see in your business as the uh, opportunities and possibilities? In my particular business? In your business, yes. Um, gosh, I see a huge opportunity for Ducks in a Row. We have a niche business and a niche name. Um, we're going to help business owners all over the country, if not all over the world, become more successful by allowing those business owners to really focus on their company. Um, you why, know. why ducks in a row? Well, it's an age-old word or phrase that means getting things a lot in line um, to move forward, right? And when you're running a business, if your ducks are out of row, then you struggle to move forward. And what we like to do is try to help you move forward by ensuring that those ducks are waddling around. <laughs> waddling around, okay. <laughs> or in a line. I in a line. <laughs> we're going to take a commercial break here, and we're going to listen to a couple of uh, Sandler commercials. And Trish asked me before the show what my favorite Sandler commercial was, and it's this one. I wish I had a nickel. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits, and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. At the first sign of trouble, there are three types of business leader. The first type of leader is like a turtle. He pulls his head and tail in and hides in his shell. Turtles hunker down, just trying to survive. The second type of leader is an opportunist. They're like eagles. Eagles spread their wings and take advantage of the winds. They catch the storm wind and rise to new heights. The third group, between turtles and eagles, are called turkeys. Turkeys are average and anxious. They huddle together and move. They never saw, 
However, turkeys are easy prey for those who seize the opportunity and soar. If someone in your industry goes out of business, are you going to get the business? The question is, which type of leader are you? Will you seize the opportunities to take market share and grow, or will your fate be like the turkeys? If you're serious about growth, call me to arrange a confidential meeting, 513-646-6523, or check our website at rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Trisha Reynolds. Trish, do you have a long-term strategic planning process at Ducks in a Row? Yes, we do, Mike. We're in the process of uh, going through that right now. I have a great team of advisors that's helping me strategically plan for the future, and that involves building the infrastructure to withstand high growth. Uh, we have just, over the past year, gotten involved with cloud-based accounting systems, and we have servers where our bookkeepers and clients can log into servers, access their data, so you don't have to actually have your own computer with your own accounting software. You can log into our server. So a part of our strategic plan is to build the infrastructure to withstand opening up those satellite offices to start and then potentially to franchise nationally uh, with qualified bookkeepers for every business that needs one, and there's a lot of them out there. So the way it would work is uh, you would have a copy of QuickBooks up in the web or the cloud Correct. for my company to use. We wouldn't need exactly. our own on-premises Exactly. Copy. That's how we have it set up right now for some clients. It all depends. We One of our uh, benefits to working with Ducks and Row is we work around the way that your company operates. So because if they wanted want to print up. checks locally, correct. even though the system was in the cloud, you can print locally. Yes, that's correct. And then we have uh, bookkeepers that actually go on site. I have multiple clients in the area where our bookkeepers do weekly, daily, monthly visits. Um, it's really working out as a great model for the growth of the business. Okay. Uh, we have a, a Sandler rule that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong <laughs> and don't actually fix the problem. Uh, and the only way to fix a complex problem is to have a complex solution. Perhaps you could share with our listeners a complex problem that you ran into in growing ducks in a row and the comp equally complex solution you had to deploy to nail that problem. Well, um, fortunately, I haven't had a lot of problems in building my business because Primarily for the past you know, 20 years, up until the last five, it was mainly just myself and one or two subcontractors. So our growth was slow, mm -hmm. and we would take on controller and CFO type responsibilities where we worked primarily for a, num a couple clients. You know, we didn't have a multitude of clients. Right now, I think is where we're running through, running into our complex problems. You know, managing time, billing, and so forth um, with multitude, uh, multiple clients. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, and we're working it all out. One employee of yours would work with, on average, how many different clients in a month or a week? On average, between, uh, probably on average about five mm -hmm. clients. Yeah. Now, can you characterize the difference in billing rates? Uh, we don't need exact numbers between your firm and uh, employing a CPA firm to or an independent account to do the same work? 
Well, usually CPAs um, charge upwards of $250 an hour for their services. Um, for our consulting and training rate, we're a good $100 less than that a month. But the bookkeeping services are obviously much lower in the $35 range, depending on the services needed and required. Um, I had to quote numbers because that's what they okay. are. So sure. um, for the, those are the, our two, four, 2014 numbers. But anyway, um, the difference is that the CPAs and accounting firms really don't have the time, the bandwidth, or the employees to handle the operational aspects of what we do, the paying the bills, the reconciling the bank statements. CPA firms normally don't want to do that. It's not conducive to their bottom line to do that. Uh, and there a the size client, range in dollar sales or money uh, in a nonprofit where you say, hey, in this, in this range, that's our sweet spot in the marketplace? Uh, for the size of the businesses? Yeah, yeah the clients. It, really, there is not a sweet spot in my business. I have from companies that make $30,000 a year to $30 million a year. You know, it depends. And they might have 10 employees, and another company might have 50, but they only make $250,000 a year. But yet they have 50 employees. So the payroll is really detailed with client. Mm -hmm. um, so that is a lot of bookkeeping, whereas, you know, the, the individual consultant, it's only himself. He's a self-employed, single-member LLC, very simple consultant. I've always thought it made sense to farm out payroll to one of the expert companies in, in the payroll business as opposed to a small business doing it themselves. I, What's your opinion about that? I completely agree. Um, one of the most difficult parts of running a business is payroll. There's a lot of tax laws that need to be taken into consideration. There's a lot of outside costs that when you bring in an expert like Ducks in a Row or any of the large payroll companies, we can help you understand what those costs are, build them into the budget, and manage the flow of employees. And we actually also work on employee handbooks, workers' comp. We work with a lot of different workers' comp firms in the area, insurance firms in the area, and CPA firms in the area. Ducks in a Row is a great add-on to a CPA firm. They're our best referrals. Really? Mm -hmm. Yes, because they know they don't have the time to do it, and they want uh, you know some of our bookkeepers to get in there and do it and do it right. So that company, they may have the receptionist pay the bills, mm -hmm. and unfortunately, if the receptionist doesn't have the background, experience, and education to do it right, it's going to be wrong, and it's going to end up costing them more in the long run. Mm -hmm. Something like you say to a receptionist, uh, pull out the general ledger. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that? Right. It, yeah. That could cause a problem. It could. Uh, are you still uh, looking for new new contacts or, or clients, or are you so busy that you're you're just trying to consolidate the, the growth that you've had. Oh, no, we're looking for new. We, I have a great team that is ready to work and grow, their com grow our company, and we are looking for clients all the time. We don't want to turn down any business. Mm -hmm. uh, approximately how many CPAs are you working with right now? 
On a regular basis, mm-hmm. it ranges. It's it's around ten, but I have a book of about a hundred and fifty that I call on, on occasion. And sometimes it's one-off type jobs where we actually, you know, recreate an entire year, like we are doing actually today. Um, I had a bookkeeper in today that was recreating the entire year of 2013 for a small business owner who never had time to do it. And the CPA says, you know, taxes are coming up. And, and there are no books. There's no books. So we get to put that all together. So those are some of our one-off type projects that CPAs, I might not hear for a C, from a CPA for two years, and all of a sudden they say, Trisha, can you help? So the, they're like a heating air conditioning guy that gives you all the, a box full of receipts? Yes, yes. And a box full <laughs> of the handwritten invoices? Yes, yeah. We do bookkeeping in a box. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. I remember my grandfather had a bookkeeper like that. Yeah. <laughs> came in uh, once a week to look at the books. Well, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, the painter knows how to paint a house. He mm-hmm. might not know how to balance his checkbook, and that's why he hires us so that he can go paint more houses and what's make more sing- money. Yeah. What's the biggest single reason that people hire you, Tricia? The biggest reason is to know whether or not they're making money. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times that's the first thing that comes out of a prospective client is how I don't have any idea how much money I make. Mm-hmm. They, like I said, they might have cash in their pocket, but they have no idea how much money they make. And more often than not, when we get a phone call, it turns into a client. Yes, more often than not, they're ready for us. They've heard about us from someone else. They've Googled us and found that they need bookkeeping help. They usually know in their heart of hearts, and it doesn't take much to convince them, you know, that our value is there uh, because they already need us. Mm-hmm. So in the, uh, I'm going to call it craftsman uh, turned business owner who's great at his craft, right. but not so great on bookkeeping, uh, gets into business, uh, what's the best time for them to seek professional bookkeeping help? Well, ideally, it would be as they're starting their business, um, but getting them aware of that before they actually start their business is, you know, a difficult thing, and that's what we have the chambers for, and we have, a, I have coffee chats monthly. If you're thinking of having and starting your own business, I do these coffee chats where I do free consulting and say, here's what you need to do. You need to register with this particular state. You need to get workers' comp. You need to do A, B, C, and D. Is this like a free talk where you invite five or seven or ten people in? Exactly. Exactly. People that might be just considering starting their own business. And you do that once or twice a month? Yes. When's the next one coming up? Oh, goodness. Since it's busy season, Mm -hmm. um, I do not have it on my calendar, but I will put it on uh, our Facebook and Google Plus, and I believe it's early May. Early May? Yeah. If they're looking for you on Facebook, they will find you as? Ducks in a Row Com, C-O-M. Ducks in a Row Com. But if you Google Ducks in a Row, you'll find us. Hmm. Yeah, there's a little blog out there somewhere that um, you'll find us. So I'm working with a great SEO marketing firm here in Cincinnati. That's good. Yeah. Give them a plug. Who are you working with? Bare Knuckle Marketing. I like the name. I don't know the people. Yeah, Allison Cheney. Fabulous company. I've been working with them for a couple months now. Since we've rebranded, you know, I'm trying to get out there. And then um, Bob at Social Flare is also helping me do with social media posts because 
like I recommend for business owners, I don't know anything about social media. Mm-hmm. I know how to get on Facebook and tweet and so forth. So I'm hiring the experts to help me. Just like I tell business owners, hire a bookkeeper, an expert that can help you because you don't know bookkeeping or they already know that. So that's why they come to us. Yeah, they know how to cut down trees. Yeah, yeah. Or, or fix air conditioners. Exactly, yes. Maybe even shovel snow. Yeah. We actually also work with a lot of companies that uh, import and export material and mm. products. So inventory-based retail stores, you name it. Good. We're going to take another commercial break here. Uh, again, if you have questions for Trish, uh, we can take your calls during the break. The number is 646-595-4916. Let's listen to a Sandler commercial. Sandler rule number 34. Hello, I'm Jerry Weinberg, Sandler Training, and I'm here today to talk about Sandler Rule number 34, which says work smart and not hard. So one of the things we need to do when we're involved in in going after a a prospect is to learn how to qualify and disqualify early on. Uh, It's been my experience, you know, having done this for many, many years, as we coach our clients, as, as we train them, that they seem to spend, many of them, an incredible amount of time chasing, following up business they're never going to get. And for goodness sakes, if you're going to follow, you know, finish second, why do you even want to bother being in there? We don't get paid on experience. And frequently what happens is uh, we, we have a prospect maybe who's on our top ten list, let's say, and we want so badly to meet them, and we finally get an appointment with Mr. or Ms. Big, and, and uh, we're brought in there, and uh, next thing you know, we're doing a proposal to a totally unqualified situation. And uh, maybe it's a much larger piece of business than we normally would be working with. And we wind up in Think It Overland. And next thing you know, we're following up, and we're, we're making phone calls, and, and we're sending emails, and nothing's happening. I'll tell you what is happening is we're not prospecting because we're spending too much time with prospects we're never going to do business with. In fact, I'd like you to write that question down and kind of track it over the next several days. How much time do I spend following up, chasing business I'm never going to get, and how do I suffer with that? One of the ways that you can work around that is instead of going after a, a large chunk of dollars, Start with a smaller piece. We call it a monkey's paw. Get some dollars, maybe for an assessment, maybe for a pilot program. You'll also keep your competition out of the picture. You'll at least feel like you're making some progress, and then you can make it work better. So, again, Jerry Weinberg, Sandler Rule number 34, work smart, not hard. This is Mike Roth and Trisha Reynolds from Ducks in a Row. Trisha, you've been leading your company for, seems like, 20 years. Yes. Maybe you can give the other leaders who are listening just one or two leadership tips, things that you've learned by being in the hot seat. Okay. Well, um, one of the best, which I kind of touched on earlier, so I hate to add to it again, is to listen to your intuition, not just when it comes to uh, 
accounting, theft, and so forth. So listen to your intuition when it comes to your employees and your customers. Uh, you know, there has been there have been times in the past where I have not listened to my intuition and I have decided to take on a client where my gut told me, oh, I don't know, Trisha, that's probably not a good idea. And I still did it for reasons, you know, to get the client to add money to the sales numbers for that month, what have you. And I have always regretted it afterwards. It's been very, I've been lucky because it's been few and far between. But uh, same with employees. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. So what do you mean by employees? Well, you know, you know, I've had a couple over the years where I've hired them, and part of me has said there's something off, but yet their credentials are great, their references are great, they know what they're doing. But lo and behold, I had experience with one gal who worked for me for only a few months, and I really relied on her with one particular client, um, implemented her into the client's office, trained her, everything, and lo and behold, two months later, she just never showed up one day. And it was devastating for the client, devastating for me. So it was one wow. of my big boo-boos over the years. But I had, you know, but my gut did tell me over that two-month period there was something that was just a little bit off. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she that- just wasn't an ethical person. And fortunately, there was no theft involved. And the client, thankfully, was a 16-year client. And he stuck with me and still is. And he knew it wasn't, you know, the company's fault, my my fault, but it was that person in particular. So listen to your gut, definitely. Mm-hmm. No, make sure you ask the lie detection questions. There you go. <laughs> We're laughing about that, but we, we, we really? teach that in Sandler. Do you? We do a full two-hour class at least once a year, sometimes twice a year, on lie detection. Because believe it or not, prospects will lie to sales. Right. And they believe that they have religious dispensation for lying to anyone who is perceived as a salesperson. Right, right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, especially in the in the sales business. Well, I think also there's never good bad references. If an employee is giving you a reference list, it's likely that they're good references, right? It's 100% likely. Yeah. The prospective employee would have to be an idiot to give yeah. you a bad reference. Right. So I always recommend to my clients to dig dig into the resume and actually call some of the companies that they actually worked for, not just the references. Mm-hmm. Call that company, whether that prospective employee wants you to or not. Yes, it's very important to dig into that person's past a little bit. Take the time. It's really easy to hire someone quickly when you're busy, right? You need to fulfill the orders that are sitting there waiting. You need to hire a driver quickly, what have you, whatever the situation is, but take that time or hire somebody in HR or a management position that will take that time and insist on it. Yeah, we have a process in our Sandler uh, management program for hiring, and it's got eight steps. You skip a step, usually you're winding up with less than the best candidate for the job. Sometimes the best candidate for the job is the first person that gets interviewed, and if you don't have a ruler to measure against before you start interviewing, you can easily pass on the first candidate when all subsequent candidates are substantially worse. Mm -hmm. By the time you turn around and go back to the first candidate, if they're really good, they've already got a job working someplace else. (laughs) 
Yeah, and, move fast, right? Well, uh, move quickly, but move accurately right. based on a predetermined path. And if you accidentally get the best candidate on the first one that you interview, that's a great idea. Don't yeah. don't be afraid to throw an offer. A lot of business owners don't implement those processes and procedures in place, like like you said, that checklist uh, when they're going through that hiring mode or they're going through developing their products or services, and they don't implement a process and procedure, and it'll fall apart ultimately. I say, you know, show me the 27 questions to each, each and every job applicant. Right, right. And very few have more than one or two. Right, and very true. Therefore, the candidates aren't equally screened. Yes. If one person has asked five questions, the next person has asked 25, um, you, what are you missing? Right, right. Good point. Really uh, good point. And uh, it's an important part of the management program here at Sandler. Uh, probably comes up at 10 out of the 12 months a year in our management program. Now, Trisha, as, as, as a manager and a leader, what motivates you to make tough decisions? Usually what motivates me to make a tough decision when it comes to managing someone is the client's needs. Um, in particular, I might have a client who needs a person at a certain level of qualification, such as uh, almost a CFO or controller level. We have bookkeepers and we have CFO and controllers. And I might not have that person for that client. So it's a tough decision to tell that client, you know, I might have just a basic bookkeeper for you, mm-hmm. but I'll be on a search for a CFO or controller, and I might have to lose that client. That's a tough decision. But I'm not going to put in a person that's less qualified when what, than what the customer needs. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a process of assessment when we first get a client of assessing the business how it runs, and who would fit perfectly. Um, as our business grows, we'll add on more bookkeepers, QuickBooks, pro-advisors, and experts in the field, and then we'll have more to put out to potential clients and prospects. Mm-hmm. How do you do the assessment? Well, right now, uh, we have assessment exams. I partner with a group uh, called the Sleater Group. So not only do we do background checks, we actually assess our bookkeepers, if you're talking about in reference to our current staff, mm-hmm. we assess them. We have a bookkeeper exam, a controller exam, and a consultant exam. So that's on your side of the table. And that's my side of the table. Now, on the client side. On the client, client side, when I assess that client, we actually sit down and spend a good hour or two together. I learn about the entire business, how it operates, usually the flow chart of the process of their business, whether it be materials or services that they provide. Um, I look at the financial statements. I look at the tax returns. And I sometimes interview employees that will be working with that particular bookkeeper because personality is key. In my experience, had bookkeepers that I put into positions without looking at the personality, it's a mistake. It doesn't work. So I'll try to match personalities. So is that a formalized process? It is. It is becoming one. As we have rebranded and growing ducks in a row, we're formalizing it. It, it is formal right now. But it's, you know, as with every business, the way I like to explain business plans and strategic plans 
to other business owners is that it's a roadmap. It might be full of detours, turns, stop signs, but stay on that road and follow that map, and it might change, and that's okay. So the process that we're developing at Ducks and might be, you know, a straight shot, but I tell you, we're going to have a detour. I know it, you know, so we're going to be okay with that and be flexible and grow. Uh, so we're building that process. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you one more question. Sure. Uh, there are key components to growth, people, process, and strategy. Can you give our listeners a, a little bit of your insight on each one of those three people, process, and strategy? Well, starting with people, obviously you need to have a great team, as we talked about screening employees, but also have that team of board of advisors for your business. And that might be a great friend, an old colleague. Like I have a great CPA that she's almost, she is a mentor to me, so she's my people, if you will. Mm-hmm. The process, uh, obviously, is critical in any business. Uh, with Ducks in a Row, in particular, we have process from the minute a client calls to the minute a bookkeeper steps foot. We have a process. And when you're running a business, a construction business, you need to have that process, too. That The minute that client calls for an addition on his home to the minute you bid it. And then strategy for business owners, obviously, like I talked about a second ago, was that business roadmap. Have that strategy built, whether it's, you know, on a piece of paper or on a flow chart in PowerPoint, what have you. Know that that is easily changeable and evolves throughout the years of your business and as your business grows. Because you never know, you're, you might sell widgets right now, but before you know it, you're selling microphones because your client needs them. Okay, I understand. Trisha, I want to thank you for uh, being on the show, and uh, I'm going to be giving you a copy of uh, one of the newer Sandler books. This is the 49th Sandler Rules book. Oh, wonderful. Uh, thank you. And you'll find them there, our training calendar, and the million dollars that we help each, each new client make, and uh, free training pass to come in to, to see one of the real classes. Great. Uh, again, thanks for being here on the show with us. Thank you for having uh, me. Good. Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.